0: My name is Sanal Prakash, and this is The Discourse, a series of episodes where I dive into and tackle the most relevant topics within the school system. In today's episode, we're talking about the ever-so-perpetual pressures on students, specifically what they are and what you can do about them. Today, I'm joined by Ms. Fiona
1: Brown, a student assistant specialist for LCPS. Hi, I'm Fiona Brown. I'm a student assistant specialist here at Dominion High School. So my role is pretty broad, but also very flexible. Um, My job is to support the mental health initiatives that they have here at the school. And part of that is to do presentations for staff, Parents and for students to give them information about substance use and mental health primarily. And then I also support the other initiatives that the school has. I was working for Fairfax County government actually as a substance use and mental health therapist for 10 years. And while I was there, I realized that there were a lot of young people coming to me for counseling services who were really struggling with not having a lot of coping strategies and also not having a lot of information in general about mental health and about substance. And so when I found this job, I realized that I would have an opportunity to teach kids that information and give them those skills before things started to be a big challenge in their life.
0: That's definitely a problem. People don't know who to talk to, who to go to, or what to do about it. What do you think the cause of those problems? Why do they need to actually come and see you?
1: Well, I think one of the challenges is just not having those resiliency skills, not knowing what to do when you have a really big feeling. Our culture does promote the idea that we express our ourselves. But then one of the struggles that people have is what to do with those feelings. Once you acknowledge them, then what steps do you take to be able to move forward and move past those? And so now I think throughout the country, we're learning that giving kids those skills in the same way that we give them other academic information is really valuable for them to build the resiliency that they need.
0: I definitely like see that in schools now coming out with programs that both support academic and mental health issues and problems and there is actually a new program we have it's the AP support group because I think they're starting to see how much these AP the pressures are really landing on students so it's like helping them with strategies like more on the academic side too.
1: Yeah and then even in our elementary schools we're doing a lot more of what we call social emotional learning. Mm -hmm. Our academic information is really valuable but so is that social emotional piece of how do we work all together and how can we be Um, the best citizens that we can be.
0: Yeah, I think that's super important. Now I think as the society as a whole, we're advancing and every school wants to start doing more learning. Now we want to start preparing you for the real world before you even get there. So it's like mini real world. And I think that's definitely a really big pressure on students. Like, oh, this is going to be the most important thing ever. I have to Mm -hmm. make sure everything is ready. Otherwise, if I fail this or I don't do well, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be anything when I'm older. And that's a really big, I think, looming maybe we don't acknowledge it that much pressure on us so sources of strength so you Mm -hmm. are one of the people that encourage it and you like work with that initiative
1: Mm -hmm. so what is from your point of view what is the intent of the program supposed to be So, Sources of Strength was founded um, initially as a suicide prevention program by founder Mark Low Murray in North Dakota in 1998. And the goal of the program was to um, empower young people to build their own resiliency skills, but also to carry a message of hope, hope, and strength to other young people that they interacted with. And so it was a way to kind of give that opportunity for people to spread this more on a grassroots level almost than by going to different professionals who were the keepers of this idea of mental health and wellness and and get that information from them. The idea was to make this something that was a part of the conversation for young people um, as they're going through their day at school, You know, to be able to really incorporate that in their day-to-day lives. And so here in Loudoun County, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create more of a cultural shift in the student body by having students empowered to teach each other about these uh, strengths and resiliency factors, and then to apply them to their lives so that we can have students who are academically successful, but who are also really resilient and are able to manage what can be, like you said, a lot of pressure for young people to perform, to achieve those things carry with them a lot of weight and so if we can, you know, build a student body that is healthier, more resilient, and also happier, then they'll be able to be more successful academically.
0: Yeah, I think once people are acknowledging it as part of, like, it's a real thing, you have to kind of deal with it. I think a lot of students want to push it away and be like, oh, it's not that stressful. It's fine. Like, let me just, like, keep dealing with it. And they don't want to really, like, acknowledge as much. And back to what you're saying about making it part of the discussion within students and not really, like, having the students actually, like, reach out to professionals. That's super important, I think. I think when people are like, oh, you have to, like, go and see, like, a psychologist or a specialist it makes it a really big problem and it kind mm-hmm. of makes it a little bit more serious and students mm-hmm. are like kind of scared of it they're like oh I don't mm-hmm. really want to face that this seems like right. that's not really
1: my thing you know yeah well and in some ways it makes mental health and wellness seem less accessible mm-hmm. if this is something that we feel like we have to go and and reach out to professionals for always it is important that we have access to counseling services to psychiatry those things are an important part of our well-being at certain times in our life or in certain situations. And so that is a piece of the Sources of Strength program is identifying that, you know, if I need it, there are professionals who are available to me. And that can at times be, you know, the one of the best places for me to get the help that I need. But we also want to make this idea of being healthy, being well, a very accessible concept that students can, can look at these protective factors, the strengths that are promoted through this program and go, oh, I can do these things on a day-to-day basis. I can engage in healthy activities. That's not something that a counselor has to tell me to Mm -hmm. do. That's something that that I know is is something that can help me move toward health and overcome obstacles that might come along in my life. So when did you, am I allowed to ask this, when did you go to the high school? <laughs> <laughs> you are allowed to ask, I have no shame. So I graduated from high school in 2002. Mm-hmm. So I guess doing math, that would be something like 1998 to 2002, roughly, mm-hmm. I guess. And it was definitely different then, you know, I, I When I think that that was 20 years ago, it's kind of scary, but um, it really was different. You know, you mentioned all the AP classes that are available now, and we had some AP and dual enrollment classes, um, but not only was this 20 years ago, but I also lived in more of a rural area, and so we had, you know, maybe one or two AP classes that were available to us, and those weren't available until maybe junior or senior year, and so there was a lot less Available, which also meant you felt a lot less pressure mm-hmm. to do those things. It was okay; either I'll take the AP class or I won't. And it wasn't this idea that I have to get on a certain track to be able to take these classes throughout high school, or I have to take as many of these classes as possible and, and load myself up with those so that I can, you know, get a GPA that's weighted on a five-point-five scale and and those kinds of things. So it was, um, I like to think of it as kind of an easier time, you know, mm-hmm. to go through school, because since there wasn't as much available, there wasn't as much that you felt you were expected to do.
0: Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, there's probably a lot less variants of classes. There wasn't as such a wide range as there is today. And there's such a pressure to like, you need to take these certain classes. Otherwise you're never going to end up in this profession. Like if you such a buildup, right?
1: There is, you know, and I think now, I think now there's that somewhat of a false perception that, um, that there's going to be these negative ramifications if you don't Mm -hmm. do those things. I think we, we sometimes can put that on ourselves that if those things are available to me and I don't take advantage of them, what's gonna happen Um, but I've I've known enough people in my life and even for my own self there there are a, a million different roads that you can travel on to get to a certain place in your life and to get to a career that hopefully we can at some point take that pressure off of ourselves and know that you know you have to do what's right for you at that moment take the classes that you think are going to be helpful to you and that you want to learn about and then you know things will work out eventually but it's it's hard when you are faced with all those opportunities it's hard to to not think that those things are are requirements. Yeah. With
0: having so many things to do like in school students, they're kids still, right? Like mm-hmm. I think they lose a little bit of sight of what they think is important and how they're gonna prioritize and that's definitely a problem, like prioritizing what's more important to me, mm-hmm. what do I actually need and what do I actually want to do? How am I supposed to enjoy like the time that I'm here now, like as a mm-hmm. kid
1: doing what I want. Absolutely. That prioritization is really important and and one of the things that that here in LCPS that we're trying to do is to prioritize for the students that mental health and wellness piece of it, the social emotional piece, so that students can start to prioritize that for themselves as well. You know, if we can lead the way in, in showing young people that that is, is what we want for them, that maybe then we'll we'll have students who, who take that initiative for themselves and say, you know, being happy might be the most important value that I can have and, and are the things that I have in my life helping me to reach that, you know, am I, am I being successful in the way that I want to be successful?
0: Yeah. And another big question is to what extent is this stress or pressure necessary? Because I think there is a point where you need to have a little bit of pressure so you can be motivated to do good things and do better things and keep learning and keep advancing. So what do you think? Do you think it's how far is that supposed to be taken to Mm -hmm. be necessary?
1: So there's certainly a point of diminishing return. When it comes to stress or anxiety, you know, a certain level, like you said, a certain level of stress or anxiety, those are the things that motivate, motivate us to get up out of bed and to, to start doing the things that we need to do because we have that kind of goal to move forward. Um, But you do reach a point where if that level of stress, if that level of pressure or anxiety is actually blocking you from doing the things that you need to do, some people can tolerate more stress than other people. So looking individually what level of stress or anxiety is something that motivates you and gets you going and what can reach a point where it kind of paralyzes you and it makes you feel very stuck like you you don't know what to do because there are so many things you feel that you need to do
0: And also, with the amount of pressure, I think the quality of people's work, a student's work, is going to go down a lot too. Mm -hmm. Especially for me, I'm like, I need to finish this. I have this 10-paper essay. I need to make Mm -hmm. sure it's 10 papers, make sure I turn everything in. Mm -hmm. Then, like, really thinking about is, the, is it actually good is this how I want to show myself as a student is this actually the work that I want to show like colleges and things mm-hmm. and I think that's also thinking of college people are like is everything I'm going to turn in this quiz and it's going to be five points my college are going to see this I'm <laughs> never going to get into my dream college right. because this ten point <laughs> quiz I got like a B plus on it
1: so yeah I mean we I think we, we do have those ideas that, that some, some of our moves are irreversible and have this significant impact on our future and and um and and there is a, a huge challenge of balancing our workload and how much energy do i put into any given task that i'm that i'm doing and uh project based learning is something that LCPS is really trying to promote and um you know teachers are doing trainings on these things and we even have schools that are entirely focused on the idea of project based learning and, and the idea behind that is that rather than quantity of work production, let's focus on the quality of our work production. You know, are we engaging with the information in a way that we're really gaining something from it rather than just kind of churning something out? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that is something that in LCPS we're trying to move forward with because we recognize that that, that is um, really a dilemma for young people that I have all this huge volume of work to do, especially if you're taking those higher level classes, that um, at what point are you kind of going through motions of, of getting worksheets done? And I think that teachers are recognizing that, um, but it is something that we haven't, I don't think we've quite yet found that that balance um, of of just how much volume of work is really manageable for people. When we're talking
0: about there's a lot of pressure, sometimes you need to just, like, relax and talk to someone and make sure you're not so spread out that you can't manage anything, but also so focused that you you don't manage to get everything else done. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of students are scared to kind of start backing off a little bit and Mm -hmm. kind of they don't know where to stop, and they think that if they start being less pressured or less stressed and they're trying to like take it more easy, mm-hmm. quote unquote, if they try to take it more easy, they're scared mm-hmm. that not everything's going to get done and not everything is going to happen for them the way they want it to.
1: Right. And I have, you know, in some of the students that I have worked with about those things, one of the things that I've challenged them to do is to maybe put 90% in and see how it goes. You know, that there are times when we reach a point where, um, you know, the work might not have to be perfect. You know, there was a young lady that I was talking to, and she said that she spent four hours just revising her paper after it was written. And so I talked to her about, you know, I wonder what would happen if you just spent one hour or spent 30 minutes revising the papers already written, you know, and, and does the individual word choice need to be perfect. And so um, that perfectionism element is really, a challenge because we, you know, like you said, we, we feel like every move we make is having this really lasting impact. Um, but that's not really the case. You know, I've, I got through school somehow and <laughs> managed to manage to get some good grades along the way. And, you know, I, in certain ways put really great effort forth in some of my classes. And, and sometimes I did just kind of get enough. And so, you know, something has to give when we have, a lot of pressure and burden and so if we're you know if we're feeling that way what we really don't want to let give is our mental health and well-being you know that the the work cannot be at the expense of our mental health so kind of protecting that for ourselves can be really valuable that at the end of the day if i get a 92 versus a 90 or you know That's not necessarily as important as me being able to get through this period in my life healthy. Um, And so that is something that we really take seriously um, in, in trying to protect the mental health of the young people that are here in the school.
0: Yeah. And speaking of expenses, there's people who are like staying up to like three o'clock in the morning just trying to do work. Right. And then they wake up at like five o'clock and they're like, okay, I have to mm-hmm. go do all these things now. And I think especially when you're at like that 11 o'clock night, you're thinking, oh, my God, if I don't get this done, what am I going <laughs> to do it? Yeah. I'm going to get in trouble for this or like, right. you know
1: what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, if that is you, then then it seems like your well-being is sacrificed. You know, we might every once in a while have a night where we stay up extra late because we got a really important thing due or whatever. But if that's if that's your kind of consistent way of doing things, then you might want to take a look at that and go, you know, let me do an experiment and see if there's a possibility that me at 80 percent is really still pretty good. And maybe I, you know, maybe I have to drop down and, and not take five AP classes. You know, maybe I've kind of walked into a situation that might not be right for me. Or maybe, you know, I need to adjust some of my after school activities and so you know, the sources of strength is specifically really works on finding that balance for yourself that, you know, mental health and wellness is a priority and, and school is really valuable and it's an important part of our life, but it's not the only part of our life. We've got to also take care of ourselves. And so that, that's something that I really believe in, of course, as a mental health professional. Um, I really want to see people who are happy and healthy, not just people who have good grades. And teachers
0: tell me, like, if you're staying up until 12 o'clock doing this homework, put it down. Like, it's not
1: worth losing sleep over. And then I'm thinking, if I put it down, then I can't turn it (laughs) in. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's the challenge because I I know a lot of teachers who would say the same thing. There are a lot of teachers who who also prioritize student health and well-being. Um, But then it, it can be a little scary to to not get that work done and then to go well then what happens next okay you told me to put it down but then when I show up for class and I don't have it what's gonna happen yeah Um, but that is an important conversation to have you know with your teacher maybe after the first or second time that you've done that if you've already been in that situation where you stayed up later than was really healthy for you to get something done then maybe that's the conversation to have with the teacher to say okay this happened I had to stay up so late to get it done what would happen if If I didn't get it all done or if I showed you what I had when I finally put it down and went to bed, you know, what would that scenario be? Because teachers will talk to you about it. They'll let you know what will happen and how they'll work with you on those things.
0: Yeah. And I think overall, all the pressures that we feel in high school and everything that we have to do, I think at some point we're like, we feel content like with everything that we did. Mm-hmm. But there's also definitely a point where we're not going to feel content if we were sacrificing our health for it.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, you want to look back on your high school experience and look back at it not as a blur of, of papers and tests and quizzes. You know, it, it it can be a time and an experience that, you know, is really a lot of fun. It's just kind of a really unique time for people. And so to be in such a rush to get to college or to make yourself look appealing to college um, is, you know, you're going to land yourself in college and then go, oh, my gosh, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> I got here, but, but now what? You know, I haven't, I haven't lived that experience of finding balance and, and being happy along the way, and so we want to teach young people to have that balance because you really are going to need that information when you get to college. I've I've certainly seen, in my own personal college experience, people who really um, went through high school in that way of you know their entire focus was I've got to get these grades and I've got to get to this school, and then they got there and and some of the people that I've known have not done well in college because. They couldn't balance themselves and so they were very um, very uncomfortable very unhappy and really not successful because of that so it is really valuable to have that experience of being able to balance yourself and I have an older sister actually she's a sophomore
0: in college oh, cool. and she went to Dominion of course and she also went to like a governor's school. Mm-hmm. She went to AOS and she's telling me I wish I had more fun. She looks back and she was I was so focused on trying to get a good GPA and of course she did. She got a good GPA. She mm-hmm. graduated and she went to a good college and she always tells me have fun. Don't stress out so much because but she's telling me that she looks back and she wishes she had done more fun things or like did a sport or mm-hmm. like had some more time with friends and yeah. done more fun things definitely to like let some of that pressure go and enjoy this as you said like a unique time in your life
1: yeah that's a good that's good advice and you know one thing that you'll find too is that there are a lot of people who who still get into these schools without having having done that without having focused so intensely on the grades and the academics because colleges know as well as we do that that well-balanced healthy young people make for really great college students And that's what they're looking for. I'm sure, you know, there's, I know there's a lot of um, talk and information put out about extracurriculars and, um, you know, volunteering and those kinds of things. And the reason that they look for those things is because they want students who balance their time, who are, you know, really solid as people first and not just as, um, you know, students. So that advice of, being out there and living your life and and not just focusing solely on the academics really is good advice college-wise that hopefully others can follow as well. So what would you say is your number one
0: piece of advice for these students who come to you with mental health problems or like pressure? Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I I can tend to be a little bit of a broken record. (laughs) And and, um, I think people like that about me because it makes me predictable. But um, one thing that I do say... A lot is that you can have anything you want if you are willing to give up everything for it and that is in my mind kind of a cautionary tale because if you um, you know if there's something that you want and you're willing to sacrifice everything in your life then you can have that one thing Um, but the beauty of balance is that you know maybe you won't have the perfect this or the perfect that but but you can have, you know, a lot of wonderful things in your life that you don't have to give up everything for. You know, if I, if I want to have the most perfect grades of all time, then I could do that, but I'd be giving up a lot for that. You know, I'd be sacrificing probably a lot of time with friends. I'd probably sacrifice a lot of sleep for that, I would guess. And, and some people have the kind of brain that I don't have where that comes easy to them, but if, if there's only one thing that you're focused on, you're going to end up sacrificing a lot for it. But if you are, are comfortable with, um, you know, with not achieving kind of that, that perfect ideal, and you can, can enjoy the balance of having a lot of different parts of your life being really healthy and positive, then, then that's really, in my mind, that's success. You know, success is being able to 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 enjoy different parts of your life and to balance things out that way and to be well-rounded. Um, because, you know, people who have that extreme of one thing tend to be sacrificing a lot for it.
0: So the program, the, one of the main programs is Source of Strength, as
1: we talked yeah. about.
0: So what are some of the other programs that you encourage or that are part of that same type of program?
1: Okay, so I am one of the members of what we call a unified mental health team. Every school has one. And um, our role is to plan out different uh, programs and initiatives that we have in each school. And some schools have have consistent programs like Sources of Strength. Um, We have it almost every school now, um, almost every middle and high school. Um, But there are some other things that we do. Um, that are maybe a little more informal, like having parent coffees, where we give information to parents and and try to teach them about some of these things as well. Um, I do substance abuse presentations for all of the sixth, eighth, and 10th grade students at the schools that I serve. We have um, teacher professional development that we do, where we teach about the, the Sources of Strength program. We give information about mental health and wellness in general, information about substance use. Um, and so what we try to do is to allow the, the students, the staff, and the parents opportunity to ask questions and to, to learn more about the overall concept of health and wellness and then substance use as well, which can be a serious impact on people's health and wellness that we're seeing. Um, and so we have some of those more informal kind of um, information dissemination opportunities, I guess, for people. And then Sources of Strength really is the biggest initiative that we have right now. We do have a program called Signs of Suicide that runs at the schools that I don't myself tend to run, um, but the school psychologist and the school social worker will pair up to to put that information out to students. And, and so we do have some of those formal pro- programs like Sources of Strength and Signs of Suicide, but we also have a lot of opportunity for staff, students, and parents to get information and to, you know, kind of participate with us in this process.
0: All right. I think that's going to be all for today. Thank you Great. so much for joining me. Thank so you. This has been The Discourse. I was here with Fiona Brown. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. And hopefully maybe people will see this and hopefully they'll <laughs> feel, start reaching out and getting the support that they need. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I'll see you guys next time.